Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today. Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in, over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yep. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete, um, gym owner, and all around nice guy. Um, yeah, and there's there's so much good information and good content there that, and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing. So yeah, this is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. So, so we're coming from from Marrakesh today. Um, yeah, we just had a, a bit of a, a crazy weekend, and we up in the Atlas Mountains. Yeah. Um, and we thought today would be a good one. You know, it, it, it's a special one because. You know, when we first started doing these lives, it wasn't, it was, it was essentially during lockdown, um, you know, back in the dark days when, you know, we, we were all kind of working from home and, you know, we wanted to, um, you know, occupy the time and, you know, we, we hope they're still valuable. And this is our 100th episode, Dave, which is nuts. Is it? <laughs> well, I think the title gives it away. <laughs> is it 100? <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. John, uh, John from Brecon is here. He says it's loud and clear. Slight delay on the comms, but he is listening from Brecon, where I know the internet is still dial up. <laughs> so that might be it. Um, Brilliant. Marky V, he's here as well. Here we go. Great stuff, guys. Great stuff. Well, yeah, it's good seeing some people come through. Yeah, so 100 lives, man. It's been it's been nuts. Um, you know, it's been a crazy couple of years, hasn't it? And, you know, we're still doing these. We're still loving it. Um, we're still you know hopefully it's really valuable to you yeah um you know and and as always we've had heaps of questions through but any questions today uh, obviously we're in we're in morocco we're going to talk a lot about tube today because it's um uh, you know it's, it's a heck of a journey but any question any question at all about any of our trips trekking altitude yeah training equipment obviously you know you can talk about mandel bhutans if you want to this is a hundredth episode free <coughs> if you will What's that? It's a free for all. It's a free for all. It's a hundred okay. episode free for all. We, we can live with that. Also, if you hear some tweeting or something, there is a little friend flying around here somewhere. Yes, there's a few birds in here, aren't it? We're in this yeah. little, essentially, we were going to do it on top of the Riyadh, which would have been lovely. We can show them um, where we are. Yeah, sure. Go for it. And then you see, you see, we're in the little Riyadh area. You see up there is the sky of Marrakesh and the birds come down. I'll see if I can get a little picture for him and show it. Show, oh, there he is. There he is. Oh, there go on there. We get excited by birds now. Can you see him over there on the corner of the unit? Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. There he is, he's our little <laughs> friend. Sorry, mate, but he's made the effort to come all the way to I know. 100th Tuesday to me. I know, so. that's that's quite funny, isn't it? Right, I need to set this up properly now. There we go. Nice. Yeah, don't mess the setup up a little bit. <laughs> it's all right, it's all good. Um, so, yeah, we, we got some we got some tweets coming all the way from uh, Marrakesh today. But, Dave, yeah, so what have you been doing, mate, last couple of days? 
climbing the Atlas Mountains. It's been tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's been very it's been tough. Harder, yeah. harder than we thought. That's yeah, it is harder than we thought. Um, I think the trek up yeah. to the lodge is, is a bit of a is a bit of a beast, you know. Bit Definitely. of a beast. Um, I saw the pictures from the summit though; they look beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's been a, a very challenging few days, isn't it? And, yeah. and I know it's been quite hot. Like yesterday, it was was super windy. Um, a lot mm. of people who were doing the summit yesterday, they 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 weren't allowed to go because it was too it was just too crazy. Yeah. But we summited. We had we basically we we, we attempted a summit on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Sunday morning. Sunday, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Yeah. We woke up uh, what three uh, thirty. Yeah. It was it was a it was certainly a, a challenging one. You know, getting up at I think yeah, it was getting up at three thirty four. We started about five. But Dave, you, you've had a tough time because the, the, the couple of days before then you've been suffering with like dodgy belly. A bit of heat exhaustion. Heat I think exhaustion. Well, a lot of heat exhaustion was heat, in there. You a lot of exhaustion. Sinus infection, antibiotics. Yeah. So ultimately, yeah. So I, now we're in, Dave. <laughs> yeah. So 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 I can. Um, what I'll do is I will describe the trip in exquisite detail <laughs> for about an hour into the summit attempt, and then if you want to know what it's like to come back down, I'll talk about that as well. But yeah, no, I um yeah I didn't reach the summit which is yeah. is fine i've come to terms with it you know the yeah. fr my friends here have been very very supportive absolutely none of them have taken the mick out of me whatsoever <laughs> um but yeah didn't meet to the summit yeah. it was i just think it's funny isn't it the hundredth episode i know i talk about the first time i've turned back but do you know what on any trip on any trip ever yeah, yeah. And, it, and you know it goes to show that you know i've been higher i've been further and i've done harder stress but yeah. this one for some reason and you know it was an accumulation of things yeah i, I arrived not feeling 100 percent because i had that sinus infection i got prescribed antibiotics that i picked up on the way to gatwick airport yeah um so i didn't know how i was going to react when i was taking them because i hadn't taken them until pretty much day one in morocco and as soon as i started to exert myself on day one of the trek up to the refuge i realized that i wasn't firing on all cylinders i realized that i wasn't my normal self i just um i was overheating like crazy you know even just a little i know i don't love the heat anyway but this yeah. was something different as soon tough. as soon as i exerted myself my heart rate just shot up to around 140 yeah. and this is on like a gentle incline um so i knew something wasn't right but i persevered um and it was a frying pan yeah it was day. very hot wasn't and it? when we got to the refuge and you, we might even at some point post the picture that you took of me because I think it tells. I know it, I should have uploaded it because I can show you yeah, all. But I have to post it in the group. It, it tells yeah. a thousand stories. I didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I knew when I arrived at the refuge that yeah. it was 50-50 at best whether I'd actually go yeah. to the summit. Um, but me being me, I didn't want to make the decision before trying. Yeah. So I woke up in the morning, had breakfast, and I I didn't feel well and. I didn't want sure how my legs were feeling, but as soon as we started, and um, you know, those of you that ever have done Tupcal or looking to do Tupcal, yeah. when you leave the lodge, there's pretty much you know no downhill. It's it's steep it's a gradient. Beast, isn't it? It's a beast. And a, so I walked for an hour. It was crampons in the snow. It was glorious. It was beautiful. But I realised very quickly that I just couldn't make one leg go in front yeah. of the other. And um, it wasn't altitude related, you know, in my head, I felt fine. Yeah. There was absolutely no headache. Um, I was suffering a little bit with the sinuses, but that's okay. But I just didn't have the power. I just couldn't. Yeah. It was five it's steps tough, and stop. And 
really uh, big mental decision to kind of do the next five steps and the next five steps. Yeah. And after an hour, I just said to Andy, you know, I just, it's not on the cards for me today. You know, I know that yeah. there's another three to four hours of climbing to do. I know it only got mm. steeper. Um, and I just decided that although it was a difficult decision to turn back when I did, it would have been an even harder decision had I gone higher and potentially yeah. a dangerous one. So I called it, you know, it's the advice that I've given hundreds of people in the past, Exactly. you know, that, you know, you should, if you, if you're not feeling well, and if you, it's not on the cards, then you should absolutely turn back and do the sensible thing because two colors isn't going anywhere, you know, um, well, you'd be back, you'd yeah, be back and, you know, and, and I, and I think that moment i think and, you know there's some good nice comments coming here by the way and you know which is always nice to see and i think having the experience and i think obviously you've, you've been through a lot of, of high altitude journeys to kind of make that decision yeah knowing that okay because you've got a beast of a summit to get to it you've got to get back down as well the descent's an absolute beast you know you got essentially from the refuge to the summit it's about a thousand meters so you imagine that in you know in tough conditions when you've got no energy i think it was a very very wise decision yeah you know, and it, it was emotional, wasn't it? Because, you know, obviously, yeah, me and Dave, good friends as, as well as, as, as colleagues. You know, it's it never nice seeing your mate having to go back. But I was really proud of him for making the decision because, yeah, you don't want to get into any danger higher up, you know, which, no. which then causes another issue. And, I, I, you know, I think it shows the strength of, of that. So you should be really proud of yourself. No, yeah. I mean, I didn't feel proud of myself at the time. Yeah. You know, I thought, uh, well, you know, a lot of people, when they go there, they kind of, they envisage those people turning back on Everest, you know, and just the absolute crush of all that money and time and everything. But yeah. uh, I had a lot of time to think about it because I was back at the refuge waiting for the guys. And then we had a really long hike back to Imlil. Yeah. And I had a lot of time to reflect on it. And I decided that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things in this world that give, have the capacity to make me sad and depressed. Yeah. But walking and climbing in mountains and far-flung places is not one of them. Exactly. And, you know, I got to go to Morocco, experience the culture, meet lots of people. I got to see the mountains. I got to yeah. climb a new mountain. All right, I didn't reach the top, but I got the feel of it. And, um, you know, I got to have a great time with my friends and the group that I was with. So yeah. there's no way you can do that and then not look at it as a success. So, yeah, I'm really, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with my decision. You know, I'm, you know, every, I, <laughs> it was fine. Everyone was super nice on day one. And then day two, a couple of little digs started coming in here and there. But it's all part of the banks, and I got to be honest, I've done the same. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad in a way because, you know, I've talked to people that have turned back mm. on, you know, all of our treks at one point or another, including and that, your dad, including my instance, dad, yeah, 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 at base yeah, camp. Yeah. And I've always, you know, preached that it's okay, and I've preached that, you know, you've already won by just going on the trip. Yeah, reaching the summit is optional. Um, but now I actually have been through that experience and I know that I'm not just talking out my camel's mouth. You know, yeah. Um yeah, I'm not I'm not just talking a load of rubbish. It, I absolutely do believe it. And yeah. in a way, I'm kind of glad that it happened for our hundredth episode because we've got I know. Some, we've got something really meaty and important to talk about. Yeah. And um it's certainly yeah. it's certainly been a journey. And you know, move, moving on, you know, from that point onwards. You know, it was because uh, we were with a couple of people, especially Zach, who was with us, you know, who hasn't really done. Bloody hell, you're getting, getting some bants now, mate. I'm getting some harsh. I know, I know. You'll have to <laughs> have a word with that person. Um, but no, you, 
uh, essentially, you know, it was it was a it was, it was a big learning curve for a lot of people. Um, you know, it was uh, including Zach. It was a big, you know, one of his first mountains he's been on. But you know, he made the summit. He battled on. Um, you know, Tupacal, I think, you know, stripping it back to basics. You know, it was a very short trip. You know, we've got a four-day uh, itinerary. We've got an eight-day itinerary. We did the four-day. We had a couple of days either side because you know Marrakesh or extra. But um, you know, it's very quick, very up and you know at it, and then back down. And yeah. it's you know, it is a bit of a bruise. And I think if anyone's thinking about it, it's an am- honestly, it's an amazing trip. Yeah. Like Dave said, the summit's great and it's amazing in terms of what it is. But actually, journeying through the Atlas Mountains is actually so special. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, if you go in in the winter, you know, there, there, there is, you know, you, with crampons, ice axe, you know, you can learn everything you need to do. Like some of the guys hadn't been, like Steve and Zach, hadn't been on crampons or and used an ice axe before. So, learning curve for them. And they, and they both got to the summit um uh, but it was it was tough yeah. and i think yeah if you're thinking about doing tube cal it's uh, we, we would say i mean if i was you know being honest about it like altitude wise you won't really experience that much altitude especially if you've been to altitude before if it's your first time you might do um you know but the actual trekking part is difficult i'd say just in terms of the uh, not necessarily the distance but because you're doing so much ascent and descent in a small amount of time yeah your legs will get battered so yeah, do, do do sort of take that into account if you're looking at the weekend. Uh, the eight day is obviously a bit different. You go around a longer route. Um, you know, you, you're acclimatized differently. Your legs don't take a bit of a battering. So just just take that into account. But it's absolutely an amazing trip. Um, you know, any questions around two car guys? Do throw them in because you know we're we're here. Yeah. We want to we want to uh, you know hopefully do two cal justice because I think it's one thing I've learned. Um, you know, the guides and the people they're really. Beautiful people, aren't they? The Berber, yes. you know, Berber people, the Moroccan people, absolutely. You know, we're, we're in, it's in Ramadan right now. Um, oh, man. Those so our guys. guides aren't having any water or any food between, like, you know, sun, sunrise to sunset, which is like a feat in itself. Uh, <laughs> I know, apologies with the birds, guys, that they clearly want to get uh, here. But he, if you hear them, yeah, we just got to deal with it. It's, uh, we can't turn them down. They've never, been on, <laughs> they've never been on TV before. I know, I can see you know, They love it. But no, you are right about... Um, Morocco is a, is a fantastic place, and I think Tupacal has been a really big learning curve. And yeah. I may even say that even with all our experience, you know, you, you tend to look at the altitude of a trip and judge its difficulty based on that. Yeah. And I think Tupacal basically taught me a lesson in that yeah. you know it's not all about the altitude or the attitude. It's um you know it's about the journey, and I would say yeah. it, although Tupacal is perhaps an introduction to high altitude trekking. Um, it's a tough trek. It really yeah. is, and it's um, don't get me wrong. It's achievable by almost anybody. I would say do some training, find a rocky path to walk on, because I know why, I know now why they call it Morocco. Because <laughs> there are more rocks here than wow, anything man, else. Good. I haven't heard you say that, but that was a good one. Yeah, and uh, I've been saving it. You know, I come up with it the other day. <laughs> and um, but yeah, on, honestly, and also we do do the eight day one as well, which actually, although you're there a little bit longer, is a little bit. Um, a little bit sort of gentler in terms of yeah. its sort of overall experience but honestly morocco has been it's been out of all the trips that i've done it's probably the one that's yeah. taught me some of the biggest lessons you know and i I'm, I'm seeing some of the comments that people are saying and honestly it really does mean a lot yeah um you know good excuse to go again dave says gene yeah bry bry's even said that i can go back with him <laughs> um, any trip to go, any time to go trekking with Bry is good. Exactly. You make sure you're hydrated as well. So that's yeah. good. So, yeah, no, it is, um, yeah, it's a fantastic trip. Yeah. And as always, we feel like I say the same thing every time I come back, but it's not all about the main thing. 
you know, it's not all about Tupcal. The time you spend on Tupcal is nowhere near the length of time that you'll spend trekking through the Berber villages, um, trekking along that trail, and it's fascinating. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think, yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about, I don't want to sort of put people off the four day because it's still amazing journey. It's it's um, it's still the most popular one. Yeah, still the most popular one we've had. I, I think it's just it's just worth sort of noting. You know, we, we we're always looking at ways because you know we've had feedback on it and we've obviously done it now. And you know, we might um, you know create some different itineraries. But certainly, at the moment, the four and the eight day are there. Um, you know, they're, they're great sort of trips in itself. And I think you know certainly that the four day is absolutely amazing it's just a bit of a beast maybe it might be worth mm. having a day extra um chilling in marrakesh always good you know get a massage go around the souks have a bit of a chill um, chill in the souks chill in the souks well yeah okay <laughs> you can't chill in the souks. it's quite yeah. it's quite a high energy bartering going on which you know i, I gotta be honest i love yeah oh um, it's great like andy is great to go with so generally when we're in the souks i'm the worst haggler in the world <laughs> i just can't do it if i go in and someone i know it's all part of the game but if someone says to me 200 dirham and i'll say 198 <laughs> and then he says yes and i go good <laughs> so now what i do is generally i'll uh i'll so say i wanted to buy these sunglasses i'll say um and can you get them for me please and then i let uh, 20 dirham no, yeah, that's and, then, too low. and then i let andy do it but um but no the soups yeah, are yeah, amazing yeah, and yeah. there's so much more to experience um in morocco that we haven't touched on yet which is you yeah. know you can go to the desert you know you there's you can spend time there we i i, I sat on a camel you did that was actually quite entertaining i'd like to yeah. show you the video of that if, uh, if we can get it in the it was it was terrifying i think it'd be very good entertainment they're 50 foot tall <laughs> they're huge that was very funny i know i hate to sound so like like i've never seen a camel before but <laughs> these were the biggest camels that i've ever seen they were they were insane i don't know what they feed their camels in morocco but i'm assuming it's something similar to what arnie used to eat in the, in the <laughs> 80s brilliant um but yeah it's, it's nice seeing um some comments as well i believe who was it there i think leah's everest got to base camp today oh, really yeah awesome. they made it awesome i think uh, she's uh showing up her old uh, showing up her old man as well i think because uh, i <laughs> I think old Davy boy is, um, he, he was finding it a bit tough. And I think Leah, I think she's ready for the summit, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, in the future, I mean, yeah, she's absolutely smashed it. Yeah, very, very proud of her, very proud. Um, but fantastic. I mean, we, yeah, we got some pictures through today from loads of Evertrek. So uh, Evertrek, uh, Evertrek is getting the base camp, which is amazing. Um, we'll certainly be posting some pictures from, from the tube car trip. We've got heaps of content. We mm. had Steve and Zach on here as well. So we created... Um, you know, done lots of filming of the whole trip. So yeah, we can't wait to share that with you. You know, obviously it takes a little bit of time once we get back, but I'm sure in the next month or two we'll be um we'll be having um you know some really good video content around tube cars so you can see what it's yeah. like and especially you know from Zach's perspective because it's his first time altitude, it's first time in the mountain. So you can see, you know, for a first ascent, um, you know, that's really you know what, what it's like. Um so yeah. yeah, do look out for that. Um, which is really good. But yeah, I, I'm just going to answer some questions, Dave, because we had a, quite a few on email. Yeah, why not? Let's um, crack on. Diane, we're actually, uh, hey, hey, Diane. Um, hey, guys, congratulations, successful summit. Thanks, mate. Mm. Um, how does. <laughs> <laughs> I know, sorry, Dave. Um, so, how does Tupcal compare to Killy? Um, I'd say it's, it's very different. Killy's all about summit night. The birds are literally. He's. It's stressing me out a little bit because I keep expecting him to fly down. <laughs> if he does, if he does, it's all good. He wants to get involved. Um, but yeah, I'd say with, with Killy, it's 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 harder on summit night. Yeah. It, the other sort of six seven days that precede it are very uh, not easy but achievable. 
This is, it's because of the altitude is crammed into such a small space. I'd say it's, it's harder. I'd say it's harder that bit than base camp, in terms of having base camp. Not as hard as Killy, just because Summit Night is a beast, but, and the altitude. But this is more of, of a physical thing. My legs are sore. Yeah, exactly. You'll feel it more on the legs, on the body, rather than the altitude, I think. So think of it like that. It's harder from a physical standpoint, as in I'm aching more than I did on Killy. Yeah. But the, it, it's more of a, yeah, so more of a physical than an altitude um, thing. Um, yeah, I know you've put a few there. Um, gaining altitude more quickly. Yeah, I mean, you, exactly. You've, you're just, just reading your comments there, Diane, you emailed it. It, it is essentially just more of a physical challenge. Yeah. Um, but it's really good, really, honestly, amazing. Yeah. Like some of the, some, probably one of my best ever, you know, top five mountain days, um, you know, summiting and, and you're on Tube Calis. Absolutely, yeah. the views are immense. I would say it's my top five hour I spent on a mountain, definitely. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to pull that one out as well. <laughs> but, oh, no, no, honestly, I actually am super proud of the boys. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I actually, you know, may, maybe a little bit of FOMO, but I didn't really yeah. feel like it was such a good experience actually watching these guys come down and you know knowing that they all made the summit successfully yeah. and honestly that was the biggest thing that i was really stoked about and it, weirdly and i'll be honest with you i never thought i would be i thought i would just be jealous and wish i was there but yeah. actually i was just so happy for these guys and this guy um left me a really nice video that he recorded on the summit <laughs> so it's nice to know your friends are still thinking about you even Always. though you're absent um I'm not going to cry as the sign. I was going to say, Dave, yeah. there's some issues over there. Um, uh, Rory uh, has emailed in. Uh, yeah, not yeah. so much of a question, but a statement. So I'll give him okay. a call out. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. going to EBC on the 30th of this month. It's been two years since he first, but why haven't you gone, buddy? Did something happen in those two years? Um, he's awesome, raising Rory. money for Parkinson's research while he's out there, and he's raised over 11,000 so far. Wow, that's um, immense. So that is, that, is <laughs> a, on that is a great story to hear on the 100th yeah. episode. So, um, yeah, he's going on the 30th. Smashed it. Yeah, Smashed so it. absolutely well done rory and um yeah hopefully you'll 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 raise more as well yeah definitely uh georgia uh hey i'm coming looking for some trekking boots for my ebc track next april there's so much choice well any uh, ever trackers probably know what's coming do you guys have a favorite brand or model that you would recommend thanks uh um do we have a favorite brand of boots or model i think there's, there's a couple of options let me think um so actually you'd be very surprised <laughs> uh for my normal trekking boots, yeah, and Andy, I know I'll answer this question on your behalf as well. Mendel Bhutans are the best that we've made yeah. so far, and we've used a lot. They don't suit everybody. Certainly, I know people that have bought them, popped up the back of my recommendation, and actually not got on with them. That's boot buying, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, buying boots is a little bit of trial and error, and you do have to risk wasting a bit of money. Yeah. Um, but actually, this trip, for the entire trip, um, I actually trekked in some Las Bottivas uh, Equilibriums. Yeah, they're beasts. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, a, they're, a, they're a B2 boot, which means they're designed for C2 crampons. Um, but they're actually a hybrid between sort of yeah. that type of ultra stiff crampon uh, boot and a hiking boot. Yeah. Um, I took the Superfeet Trailblazer insoles and my mandles and put them in those Las Bottivas. The reason why I wore them was because I wanted them to be comfortable on summit days. I knew it would be yeah. a long day. So I wore them trekking as well to get a feel for them. And actually, I stuck with them. And they were, if the Mendel Bhutans are like a 10 on comfort, these are probably a 9.5. Okay. So perfectly achievable. But um, nice. I'm also a good fan of uh, Scarpa boots as well. Well, you, I know. Do you like, do you like Scarpas? Well, I, I use the new <laughs> boots. Uh, I say new boots. I've used them a couple of times. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a different thing. But yeah, unfortunately, there was one called, um, I think they're the Scarpa Shamos, which is C-H-A-M-O-Z. 
I didn't really get on with them. Um, it's the only boot I've ever had that's given me blisters. So yeah, I, I kind of, you know, they're not cheap. They're probably like 300 pound boots, but yeah, I, 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 I passed them on, put it that way. Um, you know, one of, some of the guides have got those boots now and they, they, they all work for people. They just wasn't, they, they weren't good for me. Um, you know, but yeah, anything like that. And I, I think, especially Georgia, if you're, you know, there's a lot of, because Maynard Bhutan's, I know the, the, the men versions, the male versions are kind of, I, I think the female versions aren't as good apparently. They're still still decent, but there are some other brands out there, and, and certainly worth looking around. Um, you know, there's heaps of makes. You've got obviously the, the North Face Hedgehog GTX. Again, the, the female version of them really good. Obviously, you've got the Main Bhutan to give them a try. Loads of scarper options. Just uh, we we always recommend getting some with some ankle support. You know, you you can get some trail shoes, but anytime you're going on a trek, you know, even this this week, loads, like nearly all of us have rolled our ankles, but because we've had ankle support, it wasn't a game over. But if you had, you know, some uh, literally some like approach shoes or something and you roll an ankle, you know, you could be, you could cause some aggro. Yeah. Um, but there's heaps of makes out there. Um, I think anything that you're comfortable in hiking in the UK, um, you know, on kind of mixed terrain, then that'll be perfect on something like an Everest base camp trip or a troop cal trip. If you're moving into, you know, snow territory, um, then, you know, do look at more, um, like Dave said there, more like, um, was it like a B2 boot that you've got? Yeah, it's a B2 boot, yeah, yeah, but it's not an extreme yeah. B2. Okay. Um, so yeah, for hiking, pretty much if I'm only going to do a hike, so when I was on Kilimanjaro or Space Camp, I used the Mandel Bhutans. Yeah. Previously, I've used um, North Face Hedgehogs. Um, I had a pair, oh, he's right above the mic, isn't he? I had a, um, <laughs> I had a pair of, uh, if you like really lightweight cushioned boots, I had some um, One One. Uh, Hocker One One boots. Yeah. They're really good if you like a really cushioned, lightweight boot. Yeah, ankle support is not as great. Um, and and someone asked what boots they were. The ones I I did recently, where I was like holding up the leg, they were Lasportiva Equilibriums, but it's spelled with an A A E Q U. Yeah, okay, interesting. But if you just Google Lasportiva Equilibrium, you'll find them. Um, I have to give them a try because um, yeah, I know a few people. Was it Gunter Steiner of uh, Hats Formula One? He yeah, yeah, because he he wore them on Netflix. Yeah, and I think Anuj <laughs> has actually bought a pair as well. So they, they seem to be um, a particularly popular boot at the moment. I'll be honest yeah. with you, I got them out of necessity because I sold my other B2 boots because they were slightly too big for me. Yeah, and I didn't manage to get another pair before we were due to go. So last minute, I did some googling and found the only pair that I could get in time was Las Portivas, and I was like, okay, I'll try them. Yeah, and um, actually, yeah, uh, they they've got a thumbs up for me. What um, Karen was asking, actually, good question. What you know that lacing site, that that boot where you do uh, that video, where you do all the lacing. What boots were you doing that on? Oh, I've done it more than once. That's uh, on the last Sportivas used to have. What is Scarpers? Sorry, the Scarpers. Yeah, I think I did. Um, I think I've done two, I believe. And yeah, I yeah. did one. I think they're both Scarpers. I've done one with the Scarpers that I used to have, which was a Manta Pro. GTX, yeah, really and I've good. done an example with your Shamos as well. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. So they were scarpers, but um, yeah. is right. You go for you go for Mandel Bhutan's record here. Listen, it. guys, I know I mentioned <laughs> Mandel Bhutan's a lot, but it's only because I've used Mandel Bhutan's quite a few times on my treks, and Mandel Bhutan's were a really good boot for me. So I stop. It's up to you. You can keep going. They never, <laughs> I, I don't know why I bother. They don't send me any free stuff. I know. We, we, we do need to reach yeah. out to them. I, I, how many times do you see me having a Coke? This is bought back Coke, by the way, because I'm, like, I'm terrible on, for you. I'm on me holidays. Okay, so yeah, I've just some more questions as well, because a few things. Um, I think people are asking, you know, especially around Tubecal now. I know we're talking about Tubecal here. You know, in terms of like the arrival coming into, you know, if, you, if you're staying in Marrakesh, 
the Riyadh we use is actually quite cool. Uh, the way Marrakesh is built, it's not like you know the uh, typical kind of um, arrival where the, all the hotels or all the accommodation is on like one street. It's a bit of a maze. Like this accommodation here, it's a bit like you know Raiders of the Lost Ark in Indiana Jones, and you've got to go some of those windy streets that's what it's like yeah and you, know, you obviously get get taken down there with your baggage um it's proper adventure and then this Riyadh, but from the outside doesn't look like much but on the inside it's amazing isn't yeah it? every building in morocco that i've been in is a little bit of a tardis yeah um you just see a little doorway and you think oh god is this what i'm staying and then you walk <laughs> in and it's amazing yeah, um it's beautiful yeah. isn't it? and all the Riyadh. he is so loud is he up there around um so basically we did a, a little bit of a day tour with the guy who explained um how the Riyadh. I think he's in a live show. He is. Um, <laughs> he's so distracting. Um, yeah, all the buildings are, are sort of built around this central open area that has that is open yeah. to the to the sky. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's beautiful. It's fascinating. I it? really enjoyed it. I mean, yesterday was a good day. We got back from the mountains, and um, yeah, it's why it's always good traveling with Andy because sometimes you get back from the mountains and you think, oh, I'm just gonna sit in my bed and have a relax, <laughs> and you sit down for about two seconds, and Andy walks in with his rucksack ready, and he's like, Come on, we're going to the soup. We're gonna go do some barring, <laughs> and then and then you're walking around here. But honestly, it was amazing. Yeah. Some of the stuff I found is absolutely fantastic. You won't find that sort of stuff in the UK. Exactly. We got it's like uh, like you got this little this little light here. Ooh. Yeah. This is our lighting here. This lots time. of those. <laughs> um, but yeah, very very good. We got um yeah just some questions. I think it was around the food. I'd say what yeah one thing about the food it's amazing, isn't it? I I've really mm. you know it's like anything you know like obviously tagines are a big thing um, in in Morocco. Uh, couscous. Um, there, there are a lot of meat. If there's any meat lovers out there. Um, you know, obviously uh, it's full uh, if, if you just want to eat the veg and vegan stuff you can um but you know if you're a meat eater there's a lot of lamb uh, beef chicken um yes very very good food you know uh, there, there's some rice available if you want it we had bolognese the one night didn't we uh up, up, yeah. up high lots of soup obviously my highlight's been the breakfast the breakfast have been good haven't they you yeah, know yeah, they give you a yeah. little laughing cow cheese triangles <laughs> and yeah, i've realized that those with an egg in bread yeah is fantastic um a little kind of roti with jam yeah, and peanut butter lovely, lovely, lovely. it was lovely we they can cater to a lot of other things yeah. but you you need to just let us know and let, and then also remind your guide when you're there about the stuff you can and can't eat yeah um because otherwise you just kind of get served it um yeah. a lot of tagine food as well which is um you know a lot of like vegetables and rice and then usually some meat in the middle so if you don't want to eat that then um you know they can they can cook you something different exactly yeah just just be yeah just tell you uh, you know mention it to your guide oh here we are there's leah uh, hi guys i did it ebc smash we'll send pics yes. awesome. awesome congratulations leah um and thanks for joining us as well we got, we got another little bird joining us as well we've got, we got a few birds in here he's today. the same one i think he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's floating he, around yeah, he's jumped off the light i know um right. so next time look so jane adele moody hello jane adele moody uh i know what she's going to ask already hey jane i haven't even looked at the question okay go look on my phone she's asking me about money uh i'm struggling to see what yes yeah of course so um yeah she's good she always cares um how did the knee hold up give me some hope that my leg won't fall off when i trek uh <laughs> do you know what honest honest to god absolutely fine your knee was fine wasn't it zero did you hear me mention it no not once zero and you First know what time. and you know sorry that's just another one and then you want to just go um but uh yeah no honestly uh, uh yeah i did try and promise that i'd stop talking about my knee and i've, I've tried it's gone down maybe you done well but um honestly <laughs> the knee was absolutely fine i did use a knee support on there i just used a neoprene one um that i really like and really yeah. get on with 
Yeah. Um, it's quite sweaty and horrible at the end of the day, but I don't care about that. It just it works fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, the knee was, I, I, I got nothing to say about it, honestly. It was like a normal person's knee. Um, well, a normal knee on a person. I'm not saying I'm a normal person. But um, yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah, smashed yeah. it. And um, honestly, anyone that's out there suffering with any sort of knee injury or anything like that, um, oh, I was so gutted because the one thing on the trek, this is the one thing I'm gutted about. On the trek up to the refuge, yeah, I realized that it would have been 51 weeks to the day wow that i injured my knee and i could have so had a video i could have had a video on the summit saying 51 weeks ago i smashed my knee to pieces and now i'm on the summit of Tupacal. but instead i got an error exactly <laughs> and you're still at like 3,400 meters honestly though it's uh, to climbing Tupacal really for the knee <clears> is easy is easy there it's the rocks and everything like that, that that's the difficult bit and then yeah the knee was fine anyway yeah totally yeah. fine good man yeah, with with, with Tupcal, I mean, I mean, just to to kind of talk a little bit about the journey. So you've got obviously you've got the arrival, um, you know, coming into um, you know Marrakesh. You've got to Imlil, which is a lovely, beautiful little Berber village. Um, this kind of reminds me a little bit of like Namche from from Everest Base Camp. You know, you've got a lot of different places. They're not as big, but very very small village. But you've got you know some trekking shops if you need to get any additional gear that you don't you know you might have forgotten. So again, you know, with arriving and things, if you have forgotten things, just there's loads of shops there you can get sleeping bag, you know, head torch, poles, that kind of stuff, sweets, um, you know, anything like that you can yeah. you can get there. And then when you're starting on the trek, the the trails actually reminded me of Nepalese trails because they're used by mules, by donkeys, by porters. It's very very similar to you know if you've ever been on Everest Base Camp trip, never see any pictures of it. Um, you know, they're quite relatively narrow trails. You know, mm -hmm. two three people abreast. And um, you know, you know, relatively dusty, but then you, you know, you're surrounded by beautiful mountains. The trail for the first um, kind of section, it's about six hours. Um, you know, nice, easy pace. Stop for lunch on the way. Uh, but you do climb 1,300 meters in the in the, in the first day mm. of trekking, which is, you know, if, and that's pretty much Ben Nevis, right? Um, you know, but then you you obviously get in altitude and you go in from about. 1900 meters or 1800 meters um, depending on, on the bottom of Imlil, top of Imlil, to about um i think it's just over 3150 meters um where the uh, the refuge is which is where you stay and then the next morning is you know a bit of a beast you've got a thousand meter climb up to the summit thousand meter back down and then that day because it's the weekender is then the 1300 meter descent back to Imlil. so you can imagine that that kind of 24 36 hours is is where it hurts um you know so just in terms of covering off the tube cal bit that's the physical the physical bit there you know um just in terms of the ascent and descent yeah um which can obviously you know and i'm really proud of you because you, you yeah you're right your knee you didn't you know you got down as quick as all of us yeah no yeah I, I i mean i kept pace with everyone yeah um it was hard but yeah the pace was you know we do we, we kind of we do mountain pace you know so we're not running um, I just, I just couldn't deploy. I had zero energy for the mm. summit day. I just couldn't do it. Yes. Um, it was, it was. Uh, Tam, who was on the trip with us, described it as the best way. It was just computer said no. Yeah. It was computer yeah, says yeah. no, and that's that's the best way I can describe it. It was just, you know, I could, I could, I could have come back two days later and probably done it, or I could have arrived two days earlier. But for some reason, that day it was a perfect storm of computer says no. Yeah. Um, I just saw someone ask about the knee brace I use. So the knee okay. clean one that I use. Ah, so yeah. I've got a. I've got so many knee braces right now, it's, it's insane. 
But the one that I probably use the most now, because I don't need to use my heavy duty one, the big metal cage thing. Um, so what I use is called Active 650. Okay. So if you Google Active 650 and then just look at the neoprene knee brace they got, um, that's the best neoprene one. Like I said, neoprene does tend to be a bit sweaty. Um, it's not breathable at all, but it stays in place and it kind of just gives your knee that kind of together feeling. Um, there are loads of other neoprene braces and and yeah. and other fabric ones, but that neoprene one I found is the best for sort of sport and trekking and things like that. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, it's not the cheapest, it's like 30 quid for a neoprene brace, which is probably a bit much. Yeah, Mark um, UV uses it as well. He uses the same one. He does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the 650, um, yeah, Active 650, really good. I, it's the only one that I use now pretty much on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, well, when I'm trekking and stuff like that. Um, Bryony, uh, really from the pool, the Annapurna base camp for our honeymoon, two days. Oh, right. Congratulations, mate. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Annapurna, look forward to uh, seeing some pictures. And do, you're going to absolutely love this, uh, do tag us with your stories. Evertrek UK. Here we go. <laughs> no, seamless. 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 Move. That was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> um, no, if you are um, out on a trip like Annapurna, anywhere you are, yeah, do do tag us. Uh, always good to see. We know a lot of Evertrekkers doing it anyway, especially like Leah, um, you know, has been on, on the Everest Space Camp trip. Um, just so we can get some updates. Always great, you know, especially after, you know, we're on our hundredth live now and we think of all the all the all the conversations we've had ever since the first one. Yeah. A lot of it is been about just you know getting you guys on trips and actually getting out there and enjoying it yeah that's why that's why we're here you know to make make things happen for you um yeah it'd be great to see that part of your journey as well just so you know it um it really you know makes us really proud of, of helping you guys and Absolutely. Um, you know and being you know just a small part of, of your journey um a couple of really yeah. nice comments here tom esquin the first one tuning in on the live he's oh, wow. excited oh, nice what i wanted to choose 100. You missed 99 of them. <laughs> Tunes in on 100. I like his style. I like his style. Always late, but worth the wait, is that, Tom? Um, uh, Jan Wilshaw, congratulations on meeting 100. Thank you, Jan. Um, honestly, thank you guys more than us because, um, yeah. you know, if you guys weren't tuning in every Tuesday and, you know, engaging and having fun with us, then perhaps we would have only made 10. Um, so, yeah, thanks exactly. you guys for, for tuning in. Um, Karen Bardet. Um, Karen, how are you? Do you know, even though I've met her, even though I know her quite well, I still nearly say Bade every time. I know you do. Um, she wants to know what's with the dwarf beard, and um, yeah, <laughs> I just, it's, it's stick on, Karen. I just borrowed it just so I can look, um, you know, like I'm in the mountains. I think it's like a pharaoh's beard. <laughs> it's a fair old land. Um, yeah, you couldn't resist. No, no, I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, Brian, I remember the first live. We were rehydrating in Kathmandu back in early 2020. Yeah, mate, you were. Keep up the fantastic yeah. work. Cheers, Brian. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, hope, hope life's treating you well. Linda Milton loves the sound of the bird. <laughs> it is good. It he's, is, it's quite he, interesting. He, he's all right. I like him, but he's a little bit, like, naughty. You know? <laughs> it's like this naughty know, kid running around. Knows, going, I don't care, you're busy. He knows we're doing <laughs> a live, and he's got worse since we've started talking. <laughs> it's like he's, he's trying to, because we're talking, he's trying to go, no, 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 I want to be here. So yeah. I'm talking, talking, talking. So it's quite, quite, quite funny, really. Um, but yeah, just something, guys, because this is our 100th live. We... You know, we always we we've been toying about doing something because we've okay we're out, we're out in Morocco it's it's pretty special, um, but we thought we'd we'd also do something something else as well. I know a lot of you are already booked on trips, but some of you aren't and and you're keen to book on. So we thought that you know for the hundredth live we're actually going to be over the next forty hours uh, dropping our deposits to ten pounds. Um, we are. I might book on the two car. 
eight day. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we're actually dropping our deposits to ten pounds for the next two days. So to the end of business on Thursday, just want to make sure that works. Um, yeah, you'll be able to book on for ten pounds if you choose our uh, if you want to pay for trips on a monthly subscription. So yeah, I'll be popping all the details um, in an email the next sort of hour or two. But yeah, just thought I'd throw that out there just to anyone that's thinking about booking on the trip um, as a little kind of celebration of our hundredth live. We thought we'd do, um, you know, £10 deposits. We know that sometimes, you know, people want to get booked in on a future adventure and work towards it, you know. And sometimes the, the first bit's the hardest. Committing to do something is is the, is the biggest challenge. It's like anything, isn't it? And sometimes getting off your backside and going for a walk or going to the gym or booking a trip. It's it's certainly sometimes the hardest bit. So we want to make it as easy as we can, which is why, you know, maybe you know, from a financial standpoint, if we can help out a bit, then, you know, we know you can – book in obviously our lifetime our deposits are lifetime deposits so you know we, we're we've always been super flexible but especially during covid we try to be as flexible as we can because you know we know that shit happens um you know and it has done the last couple of years so look um you know if you book on a trip with us you can move that anytime you want just let us know so yeah wanted to put that out there guys just before we answer any more questions so if you want to book in the next two days um then you can do so for 10 pounds if you jump on our monthly deposit so yeah have a look at the trips um, and yeah, anything you need, obviously do drop us some questions, yeah. um, info at evertrek.co.uk, uh, or you can use the little chat bot on the website as well, just if you need to pay. Um, so Betty the Yeti, I should, I should call her by her name. Yeah. Um, yeah, Betty the Yeti on our, on our website. And, um, yeah, we'd be uh, happy to help you on your journey. She's worked with us for a few years. And she has. You should know her. I know, I know. I should, yeah. I should know her by now. No, that's fine, mate. It's fine. You bet we really <laughs> need to use the chat bot. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, actually, I've just got through to a point there where um, all the, the really nice comments have been posted as well. So um, there's too many really to probably read out, but you know, yeah, essentially, nice, nice words, really. So it's, it's actually really nice. Issues over there, okay? No, no, it's really, it's, it's, really, it's, really, it's nice. It's nice. It's, it's, um, it's you know, for every knife now, there's um, there's a pat on the back as well. Um, but no, yeah, it's a. Ah, yeah, that's, that's still that's the that's the nice spot. <laughs> no, no, honestly, yeah, no, it's really nice, yeah, because you don't think yeah. about this. Like you, it's so strange, and this platform is so strange. Isn't yes. it? That you just don't, you don't even realize like the wider help and comments <coughs> you have, and I'm so fortunate to be in a position where you yeah. know if something goes well or something goes wrong, that there's quite a lot of people that you know back you up. It's nice. I like it. Exactly. Well, that's it's what he's about. And, you know, we love the Evertrek community. I mean, you know, we, I know we kind of started it and, and you know, obviously going back a long time now, it's sort of six, seven years. But I feel like the last few years, especially with the challenges we've all faced, the community comes together. Yeah. And, you know, we're really proud of that, especially, you know, the High Altitude Evertrekers group. Like, you know, I've been really proud of, of how, you know, helpful you all are, um, you know, because it, it can be a bit um, kind of, you know, all these questions that come to mind, all these, you know, sometimes, you know, it could be fear of heights, it could be, you know, we're going to be okay. What was it like at altitude? You know, all those questions that people ask, and no question's a silly question. That's why we're here. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly when they post in the group. So thank you all for, you know, especially those who, uh, you know, have been on trips and have, you know, maybe got a bit more experience than others, who kind of jump in and, and help other people on their journey. You know, that that's that's what community is about. So yeah, very proud of that. So thanks for that. And also, yeah. as Dave said, you know, when it comes to you know when something happens and you know like the, the pat on the back it, it, it helps doesn't it honestly it's um yeah it's so fortunate you know that yeah but I, i'd almost even prefer this than being like you know a brad pitt level celebrity <laughs> because he's got so many millions of people that he's probably used to it yeah but actually having just like 10 20 30 really nice people 
that's what means something you know yeah, yeah. and it is great um i still remember to the to this day like when i hurt my knee and we did the oh, i mentioned it again. uh when when some yeah and, uh, and then we did the live and we talked a little bit about it yeah and then wednesday i was checking my facebook which i never do i'm so rubbish on facebook don't facebook message me by the way you'll never get a reply try instagram or something or email but anyway i digress and uh, i checked my message i must yeah. have had 50 messages from people wow like people that had seen the live that i'd never interacted with or, or knew about and now i do and it was amazing so that's why we'll always put as much as we can into this community because i think it really does help and yeah it's it's great no it's it. been immense isn't it um a few people a few people asking i forgot who it was now i'm just looking around it was around fitness actually which was a really good question i think it was you know how, how fit you need to be What's that? Steve just fighting the. Hey, just, Steve! I just felt a presence. Um, <laughs> Steve, Steve, you want to say hello to the to the Ever Trekkers? Is he on the line hey, today? Hey, everyone. <laughs> it's it's not, yeah. not talking about cameras today, Steve. Sorry? I don't know anything about cameras. Uh, <laughs> evidently. Brilliant. <laughs> no, Steve should be proud of himself because he's the most reluctant high altitude climber that I've ever met, but he keeps coming back and he keeps doing an amazing job. So He did really well. Yeah, he summited, didn't he? Yeah, he was one of the ones that made it to the yeah. top. I'm not saying anything. I'm giving enough knives. But um, no, someone asked around, and, and sorry, I'm just trying to find your question, but I did see it was around fitness. You know, it's certainly in terms of how fit you need to be to, um, you know, summit to Cal. And I think, yeah, you, you know, it is, it is for you. Any, anyone can do it. Um, you don't need to be, you know, an elite mountaineer, altitude junkie, anything like that at all. But it's certainly the more you do, it is easier. It's like all of our trips. I think, you know, if you can get out there a couple of days a week, you know, do some walking. Um, if you are going in winter, so I'd say anything from sort of December through to like even now, like what we in almost mid-April, you know, you've got to be prepared. You're, you're going to be on, um, you know, and it's, this, this can change because, you know, like last week it was heavy snow. Next week, the snow is going to melt, mm. you know, um, but it crampons and, and ice axe, um, although I, I actually just used my poles in the end. But, you know, it is quite steep and you've got to watch yourself. You've got to be um, like anything any mountain area you can go to has an element of danger um and certainly this is the case in in the atlas mountains you know, you've got to be comfortable on crampons haven't you and yeah you've got to be steady on your feet you know and it, you can you can work that out on the trip you know we had steve and zach who haven't used crampons before and you know they, they were fine um it, it takes a bit of getting used to so we could do a bit of practicing before you get on it but like anything you do in life the more time doing it you'll just get more comfortable you don't think yeah. about it um, so I highly recommend if you go in at that time of year, so anything to December through to April, um, it's worth, you know, getting um, some access to some winter conditions and just having yeah. some time on crampons. I mean, the worst case scenario, if timing doesn't work out for you to do a winter skills course, um, buy a pair and just get familiar with putting them on, yeah. putting them off, um, you know, try your best to find somewhere that you can walk in them without damaging them. And yeah, because being able just to put them on in the morning when you're really tired and not have to think about it, be familiar with the, your, your, you know, the, the spacing when you're walking and stuff like that, it really does make a difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think fitness is it. It is an important factor, isn't it? I mean, yeah, we saw in our group, there was a range of fitness Yeah. in the whole trail as a whole, there was a range of fitness, Yeah. but certainly being physically fit and strong never hindered anybody. Um, as long as you, you know, you know, 
obey the mountain rules, you know, trek slow, yeah. drink a lot, eat plenty. Um, fitness isn't a get out of jail free card. Yeah. Um, you have to sort of play by the rules and the mountain sets the rules. So, but fitness, yeah, never hurts anybody. No, it certainly helps. I mean, Mick, uh, Mick Hamilton, who's trekking in Penavan today. Um, awesome, Mick. Oh, his first time at Penavan. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's 10,000th time on Penavan. <laughs> that man is like, I he swear to God, there's going to be a statue of that man at the top of all <laughs> Well done, Mick. But no, um, Mick actually went on our eight-day um, in winter conditions in Massive. snow. If anyone knows what it's like in winter, um, it's good to um, definitely ask Mick, um, you know, what it's about. But yeah, because I saw the conditions were probably worse than for him than it was for us. But yeah, it's the snow is amazing up there. Like if 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 you're into that stuff and you mm. you know winter winter mountaineering, winter trekking, it is it's really special. It really really special. Um, you know, and it's. Yeah, I think Haley has asked, um, are there any uh, shear drops on the Tupacal track? There's not really, I'd say, shear drops because you're going through a big valley up yeah. to, to, you know, you, you essentially you've got a valley that goes all the way up this, um, you know, the Atlas Mountains, all the way up to the refuge. Once you're at the refuge, then up another hanging valley um, before you reach what they call, uh, I think it's actually the, the, the North Col. Um, that's what they call it up there. And then you go over a little ridge. Now, the other side of the ridge, um, you don't have to get close to the edge does have drop-offs because you're on, you know, you're, you're quite high up, you know, once you're over 4,000 meters. And then essentially then you kind of come back around like this up to the actual summit ridge. Um, you know, that you don't have to get close to the edge, but you just gotta be prepared, you know, you're, you're 4,167 meters up. There's gonna be, um, you know, there's gonna be some drop-offs on, on the side, but you don't have to get close to those. Um, yeah. You know, lots of the guys who are with us, they didn't get close to the edge. I have a little look, you know, just take some pictures. It's quite nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is absolutely amazing. Um, amazing. Some of the best views I've seen. Like, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to get back up there. You know, maybe over the next couple of years, I might come back and do the eight day. Um, that's for sure. Um, Steve, one for you. Uh, Steve, one for you. Dave, one for you. Hmm. Uh, any, any, uh, are there any crevasse crossings on Island Peak? On Island Peak? Mm. Um, are there any crevasse crossings? That, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got so confused then. I was like, I was thinking Tupacal. <laughs> I know. I, I was know, like, I know. Um, uh, anything goes. Uh, yes, there are. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Island Peak is they still it's still classed as a, a trekking peak, um, but there are some ladder crossings and things like that. So there will be ladders lashed across um, crevasses that you can walk across. Um, if you've seen any videos of the icefall in Nepal and the ice doctors doing that type of thing, yeah, it's a less extreme version of that. Like those things where yeah. four strapped across this is like one or two i think um the best thing to do honestly if you want to get used to that is um get an aluminium ladder from somewhere um practice in the garden yeah right? get yeah, two yeah. like milk crates yeah and just kind of put it on you know two crates just so it's like this high above the ground yeah and just practice walking across it you know and you can like have someone next to you to hold their shoulder and then try and balance on your own um yeah, you will do that yeah no, it really does help because it it you know knowledge dispels fear yeah familiarity is comfortable is comfortable so the first time you know you get in those i mean the, the, it's not an exact science because the, the rungs might be further or closer apart but it means that you are going to have crossed an aluminium ladder and crampons before you get to island peak yeah. so you'd have done it before so you'll be comfortable or more comfortable so yeah do that i mean someone laughed at me when i told them about that and i was like no seriously that's what yeah. you do you, you, get, works. you get a little aluminium ladder you extend it out across like a couple of milk crates or whatever and then you just walk across it a few times until you get comfortable with it. Um, 
Yeah, and if you fall yeah. off, it's better to fall off when it's this high than in a crevasse. Exactly, exactly. But no, it's it's certainly um, you know you're all roped up on these on these ladders, and yeah, they're not as wide. I mean, it, it changes. Fissa Glacier is constantly moving every year. You know, the, the conditions are always changing, and you know the conditions this year will be different to last year. Um, that's just the way it is with with um, you know the Himalayas um, and the glaciers up there because they're moving so quickly. Um, yeah, you can have a actually look. Uh, there's some. Um, sort of time lapse of the glaciers, and it looks like they're moving so blooming fast. It's absolutely it's surreal, really. Thinking that you know, when you're on Everest Base Camp or you're climbing Island Peak, you're on those that bit of ice. Yeah. And it's not going to be there next year. You know, it's going to be going to be different. Yeah. Um, a good one though. I think Suzette mentioned um, around fitness because she mentions you know, fitness uh, is worry. I've been training for six months. I mean, yeah. Looking at what you're doing, Suzette, honestly, like. Yeah, I, and I don't want to sound like a broken record here because you know I've said this a few times over the last kind of couple of years. But honestly, what you're doing there is enough. Like you're, you, you know, if you're doing stairs, treadmill, weightlifting, you know, you, that's a lot. I mean, you know, we've had people turn up to Killy before uh, who haven't really done any training. I mean, James, for instance, you know, he, he admittedly for himself, three weeks before he, he well, the three weeks in the build up to Killy with us, yeah. he was in Vegas um you know he hadn't really done many hikes but he, he made the summit you know because he battled on i think try not you know and i know this is easier said than done um try not to you know try to think about not making it so much because if you keep on thinking about that it'll, it'll manifest itself do you know kind of think on the the positive side of right i'm going to do whatever i can to make it happen but enjoy it as well yeah um you know like it, it's all about summit night and i think the altitude just make sure that you arrive healthy you know so don't beast yourself you know a couple of weeks leading up to it just taper off that training because it looks like you're doing a lot um the altitude yeah i mean you, you can't really pre-acclimatize to it i mean i know that scientifically there's ways but drinking heaps of water go slow enjoy yourself um and, and you'll make the summit um try not to put too much pressure on yourself mate um you know because if and again we, we go back you know sometimes it doesn't work out but you know i i, I know it will for you I, and you know, work towards it just keep that mindset that you know it will happen instead yeah. of it won't happen um you know and honestly you'll have a great time just listen to your guide they're, they're the best in the business yeah up there they really are some of the some of our guys on killing are absolutely amazing amazing yeah. people and enjoy it mate enjoy it yeah, and, and you'll make the summit and i can't wait to see you uh, that picture on the summit yeah so, exactly yeah, go for it Suzette. and remember that fitness you know is as i said before it's not mm. fitness is not the be all and end all yeah it's perhaps more important to drink water go slow listen to your guides and acclimatize well and the route that you're going on Killy is designed to acclimatize you well um and i've seen people roll off the sofa and make the summit of Killy. i've seen people that can run an ironman triathlon <clears throat> and not do it yeah so rather than focusing on the fitness which i think you've done an amazing job yeah with, yeah just focus on the journey have an awesome time enjoy it tune out the anxiety tune in the fun yeah that's, that's a good line actually dave <laughs> me it's, it's altitude i was gonna say, was gonna say. Um, well, look, um any more questions dave i want to uh, call it richie sykes uh, okay, he's richie. Uh, he's listened to every one of them um, wow. he listens on spotify as he works so uh all richie sykes he's Amazing a uh, you know it's good to know that hey, it's, it's, I, I like it when the, the the ones that watch on youtube or listen to oh, it on a oh, podcast yeah they pop onto the live every now and again and, it, and it's another person so Richard, thanks for your support, mate. And um, yeah, tune on to more lives, mate, and you'll get more. Uh, you'll get more calls. for the next hundred. Um, yeah, I hope, I'm glad you haven't got fed up with our voice, anyway. 
No. So, <laughs> you could perhaps change it. Could adopt an accent. Maybe. Could adopt an accent. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Potentially. You can do accents better than I can. Sometimes. Yeah, we won't do them next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. I know, I know. I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, I, I do have. I do like a good accent. Um, but look, lots of really nice comments today. Like, thanks, guys. Like, it's been a. Um, you know, it's, it's quite interesting doing one from actually abroad. Um, you know, in Morocco. Uh, yeah, the next one we're going to be back next week in the office, um, which will be like, oh, we're back in the office now. But honestly, it's great. It's been an amazing, you know, journey really doing a hundred lives. Yeah, hope it's been really useful. You know, we're going to keep doing them um, as long as people are here and turning up and having the value, and it's useful. We're going to keep doing the, the Tuesday tuning because, you know, we we we, do, we have had feedback and you know we bump into people. It's weird, like. Oh, on the way to Gatwick, you, you went to the services and one of the guys serving you was buying, oh, a, Dave. I was buying a sandwich in Marks and Spencer's yeah. at um, what services could we stop at? It was, uh, it was just fuel, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't remember. I, I can't, can't remember. remember, doesn't matter. I want because otherwise, because I think he watches and I'd like to call him. I'd like he would he was serving me in a Marks and Spencer's at a services and it wasn't too far from Gatwick. Yeah, I'd remember if I did anyway. He's wanted to do a trip with us and i told him to email in or ask a yeah. question on the tune so hopefully you'll see us but it blows my mind That's right. i became so massively aware of the queue behind me though <laughs> you know when he was like, are you the, you want to go to yep <laughs> and he's like oh great i want to do a trip and i was like cool <laughs> like there's like 10 people going i don't care who he is i want to buy my sandwich <laughs> but yeah no it's um and actually on, on the way down from Town, isn't it you, you bumped into someone yeah that, uh, I mean, again this is why you know People find these useful, and they'll see, you know, they, they spot us, and it's great. But you know, as, as long as you as long as you find the value in them, and 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 people find them useful, and we're answering your questions, yeah, we will do it. Um, Alison, Alison Voss, looking at booking two car for next year. Well, mate, like I don't know if you heard earlier, um, ten pound deposit next forty hours, so get yourself in, and we'll see you on the Glencoe Challenge as well. Yeah, I'll be uh, we'll be doing it in in July. Really yep. looking forward to that. Uh, my third time. I'll be the uh, second time for me. Yeah, I'll be the one turning back just before the end. No, you won't. I put, that one, <laughs> I put that one in myself, didn't I? <laughs> I was going to say, mate. No, um, don't do that. Don't do that. No, honestly, it's good yeah, to yeah. have a sense of humor about these things. Yeah, yeah. And um, like I said, you can't be sad from what yeah. you've done. Exactly. Exactly. Well, look, um, right. Well, um, yeah, we're actually uh, getting back to the UK today. So after this, we'll be getting ready to go to the airport. So, yeah, it's quite a, a quick one. But Are look, you packed? No. <laughs> As always. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I had to set this up. Um, but no, it's been amazing. Look, thank you so much for joining us. These 100 yeah. lives. It's been immense um you know we're back next week as i mentioned 10 pound deposit for the next uh two days uh if you if you choose to pay monthly payments we'll be putting that live on the site um uh, over the next couple of hours and i'll be dropping some information on email but yeah guys thank you so much dave it's been a pleasure mate, well as always mate yeah to, uh, let's um let's do another hundred let's do another, another hundred after that sounds good then we'll stop, <laughs> then we'll stop. <laughs> no no let's get back no, to the mountains it's, it's fantastic yeah, exactly thank you very much guys for all your yeah. very kind words honestly um means a lot um but yeah i'm happy just to go you know i got i got a reason to come back to tube can't I? exactly and you know we can see the guides again yeah i see mohammed and ibrahim and yeah you know karima and, and jamal you know some fantastic people here yeah they're some of my favorite people yeah i mean although karima did suggest that i stay in imlil and just hang around and when i got back i was like i should have listened <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe no she knew something no 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 because she knew you went well but nice no, yeah they're really friendly people and yeah we can't wait to come back um but yeah it's been really good doing it for morocco yeah um yeah and we'll catch you guys next week on tuesday another tuesday tune in take it easy bye 
Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. Thank you.